come into the world church family and joy has a name. The name of joy is Jesus. I am so excited to have the opportunity to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus with you. Today is our Christmas program here at WFR and you are going to see the talents of our children's ministry on display, our children's ministry staff and every person involved uh, in our children's ministry. Um, I want to turn, I want to have you, if you would, turn with me in your Bible to Luke chapter 2. We're going to be reading some of Luke's gospel this morning. We're going to be reading some of Matthew's gospel this morning. In Luke chapter 2, the Bible says this, starting in verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone went to their own town to register. Now this is good news for us. This is the beginning of the story of the birth of Jesus, but this is not great news for Mary and Joseph. When you realize you're going to become pregnant and have a child, you're not hoping that your taxes are going to increase. You're hoping the opposite, that you get some tax benefit for the fact that your family is going to expand. The second thing you don't want to hear if you're expecting a child is that you have to pack up and move. And not move in a U-Haul van or with a big truck, but move in a donkey. Here's the truth. That God truly does not allow great moments in our life to happen without some accompanying great Struggle, so you've got a choice to make, friends. You can focus on the journey or you can focus on the gift. But we don't learn about the gift before the announcement is made that Mary and Joseph had to go back to their place of birth to register. Hear me, people of Nazareth, a proclamation. Hear me, people of Jerusalem, a decree of Caesar Augustus. 
All the world must be counted in tax. Every man must go to the city of his birth, where there will be counted and taxed. If you're still in Luke chapter 2, let's continue reading. In verse 4, the Bible records that Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room available for them at the inn. Have you ever been in a situation in life where you felt like you didn't belong? Have you ever felt like you're in a situation where you didn't quite fit in? Have you felt lonely before in life? Have you felt isolated before in life? Has it ever felt to you like no one really understands you, like no one gets you? If that's true for you, you're in good company because that was true for our Lord Jesus Christ. There was no room for him in the end. He didn't have a place to belong, so they made a place for him in some stables. There was no clothes for him. There was no bed for him. So Mary and Joseph put him in a manger, the lying place of an animal, and did the best they could with what they had to provide a place for the Lord Jesus. You know, Christmas is a time of joy and celebration, but sometimes we compare ourselves to others and we might feel like we don't belong. Maybe we have family struggles, or maybe some of us are away from our family. Or perhaps our Christmas situation is different than the Christmas situation of others. If you're, if you're struggling with any of that this morning, I encourage you not to get overwhelmed with grief and sadness, but to let the gift God gave us in Jesus Christ, His Son, overwhelm you with joy and with gratitude. This gift was foretold long ago by the prophet Isaiah, In Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. You might not turn there if you don't want to in your Bible, but definitely write this down. Isaiah 7, 14 says, Therefore the Lord Himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and she will call him Emmanuel, meaning God with us. There is never a moment in time in your life, friend, that God is not with you. God is in your past working actively to forgive you and heal you from every pain you've ever experienced or every sin that someone has ever committed against you that has caused you pain. When the Bible calls Jesus Emmanuel, that means Jesus is in your past working to heal you and to forgive you. Jesus is also In your future. He knows every breath you're going to breathe. He knows everything you're going to experience in life. And he is actively working to pave the way towards the life he has designed you for. All you have to do is follow him. But Jesus isn't just in your past. And he's not just in your future. He is actively in your present. He's all around you. 
trying to communicate with you through his word, through others, through song and through prayer, trying to provide protection in seasons of struggle and distress, trying to find, trying to provide guidance when you simply don't know the way to go, trying to provide peace and comfort if you'll allow him to surround you. And Jesus is also in you if you've been baptized into Christ. He has made your old spirit die and has called you to live brand new, inhabiting you with the same spirit that resurrected him from the dead. If Jesus is living in you, you've been given a brand new start. And that's reason to shout. I, 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 wanna, uh, I want you to listen to the words of Mary uh, in in. Uh, Luke's gospel, Mary was also moved to a place of rejoicing. She sang a song. She was excited. She believed God was doing a work in her life, even as she was going to give birth to the Savior. When she realized the miracle that was to happen, she was overwhelmed with gratitude and appreciation and feelings of humility. And she, sp- she spoke truth that remains as true for us today as it was for her when she got the news that she would give birth to the child of God. In Luke chapter 1, verses 54 and 55, Mary says this, God has performed mighty deeds with His arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped His servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to them. Here's the truth, church family, that God still today, as He did back then, performs mighty deeds with the smallest of individuals. No doubt there are times in your life when you look in the mirror and think, I'm not adequate or not quite good enough or because of what I've been through, I'm not qualified. And I promise you, Mary felt the same when God put a call on her life to give birth to His own Son, the Savior of the world. And that's what she talks about in this particular song. He has lifted up the humble. A young girl giving life to the Savior of the entire world. God truly does choose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise and the weak things of the world to shame the strong. What that means for you today is that God has a call on your life. And it's a bigger call than you can imagine. And if you start measuring yourself by what you believe your capability to be, you are limiting what God's capability in you can be. Not only does Mary confirm that God really lifts up the humble and does mighty deeds with the smallest of things, but Mary also confirms that God lifts those up who feel worthless and weak. He has sent the rich away empty, but He has filled the hungry with good things. If God can totally transform the world with a baby that didn't really belong anywhere, that was born in poverty, without hope, then God can use you for anything. As a matter of fact, the less qualified you feel, 
likely the more qualified you are. So if you struggle with insecurity, if you struggle with a little bit of a lack of confidence, if you really wonder, can God use you, that makes you just the kind of individual that God is seeking after. Because you'll depend on Him more for much less. I hope you'll rise to the occasion that God's calling you to. In verse 54, Mary also says, before we sing a a verse of a song, that God has helped His servant Israel. You see, Israel had been in exile for years and hadn't really ever gotten to the point of true freedom since they were taken from Israel in captivity. And this kind of prison that Israel lived in is something only a Savior could free them from. Some of you are living in actual prisons today, despite the fact that you're not behind bars. You're absolutely incarcerated by the chains of some type of bondage. And in the same way, the nation of Israel looked to a Savior for spiritual and physical freedom. You too, in your bondage and prison this morning, have to look to the Savior Jesus for the same freedom the nation of Israel anticipated. Mary says just that. She says, God has helped His servant Israel. And in verse 54, you might need to replace your name with Israel. God has helped His servant Trent. No matter how in bondage Trent became, no matter how imprisoned Trent felt, no matter how hopeless, God remembered Trent and was merciful to him. And I want you to know this morning as we are celebrating Christmas, my favorite time of the year, that God remembers you. There are some people in prison that feel forgotten about. And there are some people walking around planet earth who aren't behind bars that also feel forgotten about. And that is a lie. God remembers you. God is merciful to you. And God is actively working in your situation to free you from your captivity. No doubt Mary could see this and sense this in the child that she was carrying. And that child literally took her breath away because she realized that her son was the absolute breath of heaven.
Clip clop, clip clop. One little donkey, so fuzzy and brown, is on his way to Bethlehem town. Clip clop, clip clop. Mary will ride and Joseph will walk. Both of them are too tired to talk. For the road is long and they cannot stop. Clip clop, clip. The fuzzy brown donkey perked his ear when Joseph cried, At last we are here. But oh, what a crowd, so noisy and loud. And where would they stay at the end of the day? Do you have room? Poor Joseph said. We've come so far and we need a bed. But the busy innkeeper shook his head. Mary, Mary and Joseph turned away, but they, but they heard the innkeeper say, If you don't mind some cows and sheep, I have a place where you can sleep. And when the animals opened their eyes... There in the manger, to their surprise, a baby lay. It was baby Jesus asleep on the hay, a gift from God on Christmas Day. 
Let's pick up our story in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah the Lord. This will be a sign to you. 
you will find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Shepherds first. Some of the lowliest, most humble people on the planet. Truly, God meets each of us where we are. Have you ever felt like you had to go and clean up your act before God could meet with you? Maybe put on a suit and tie. Get a new car, get your life right, and then God could meet with you in your life? That's not the truth. The truth is God is actively pursuing you right where you're at. When you're at the office, God's pursuing you. When you're at home, God's pursuing you there. When you're driving in a car over potholes near the paper mill in the state of Louisiana, yes, God is even there too. These guys were working the night shift. I promise they did not expect to see the miraculous when they showed up to work that day. Where in your life are you not expecting God to show up that He is already revealing Himself to you in? I challenge you in the spirit of Christmas to begin to look around your own life. To begin to look at the things God is trying to teach you and train you and develop you in. The places that God is showing up. And if you can see that, it'll be a blessing to you. What's the response of these shepherds? They cannot help but tell everybody they meet what God has done in them. They tell the story with intensity. They spread the good news widely. And they could not keep their mouths shut. This is our mission today as much as it was their mission back then. Whether it's in the middle of the day that we share the good news of the coming of the Lord Jesus. Or in the clear of the midnight, we simply must tell what God has done in us. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Shepherd sat by the flickering light when all of a sudden they saw something bright. What is it? they cried as they tried to hide, for it gave them such a terrible fright. But then they heard the angel say, Don't be afraid, for on this day a baby was born on a bed of hay. Even though he is so small, the baby is the king of all. The shepherds heard a wonderful sound. Angels were singing all around. Glory to God, they sang, and then, Peace on earth, goodwill to men.
Suddenly went away, and with them went the light of day. Once again the night was still, and the moonlight shone on every hill. The shepherds quickly ran with joy to find this very special boy. At last they found where the baby lay fast asleep upon the hay. Oh! 